0: Love
1: Talk Radio Urban Glory Radio Simply glorious In spreading the gospel to the world We have designed a streaming radio broadcast For every believer This word, worship, and witness-filled broadcast Streams live every week Access episodes on demand 24 hours a day Subscribe to our iTunes podcast And take UGR wherever you go Visit us online at UrbangloryCampaigns.webs.com Also find us at Twitter.com backslash Urban underscore Glory and like us on Facebook. Enjoy today's broadcast. This is Bobby Thomas leading executive of the Urban Glory Commissioners League. We are the financial support of the work of this great ministry and organization.
0: I've been a supporter of this ministry in time, talent, and treasure. And I ask you to consider doing the same. Whatever the amount, give from your heart and know that the leadership of Urban Glory Campaign appreciate your gifts. And the Lord himself
1: will bless you beyond measure. Visit www.paypal.me forward slash Urban Glory Campaigns, and give today.
0: Thank you for listening. This is Selena Olivia, one of the leaders here at Urban Glory Campaigns, coming to you again to say thank you for listening and to connect with us. Connect with us online. We are on just about every social media platform. Find us on Facebook by searching Urban Glory Campaigns, on Twitter at Urban underscore Glory, And on Instagram, our music association, UGMA, Urban Glory Music Association, as well as Facebook for the music association. Epic night is coming. February 2017, a night of celebration, glory, and excellence catered with delicious food, glorious music, entertainment provided by Urban Glory's own Music and Arts Association. And inspirational words in recognition of our founder, Reverend Lavon Freeland, and various members of the support team of Urban Glory Campaigns. For more information, call 202-630-4UGC. That's 202-630-4842. Or visit www.urbanglorycampaigns.web. Yeah,
1: come on, we worship You. We worship. Hallelujah. Spirit and in truth, in all that we
0: do.
1: I will praise Your name for the rest of my day. And all that we do, all that we do. On, put both of your hands up in the air and say We
0: worship you oh, we, we worship We worship From the bottom of our hearts No hidden agenda, God We simply worship Hallelujah
1: In spirit and in truth All that we do I will praise your name for the rest of my days in all that we do in all that we do yeah we worship you anybody come to worship God tonight we oh
0: we worship God here we are right now in your presence we acknowledge you Jesus that we is by Urban Glory Music Association Connect member Philip Carter. For bookings and or to purchase his music, please visit www.philipcartermusic.com. Urban Glory Radio. Simply Glory.
1: Praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad. And it is Sunday morning in the Word where we study the Word of God systematically. I am here with you live today. And unfortunately, there are times that we do have teaching that kind of date us. Um, However, this particular um, teaching can be used um, over and over again because we do know um, that That the word of God is unchanging And the word of God never fails It is the victory that overcomes the world And so I'm going to talk a little bit about a subject today That's a little controversial And yes, it's in light of our election And um, of course, the supplement teachings to this particular study Is the value villages that we taught years ago Or, you know, um, um, a lot of commentaries You can listen to some of the commentaries that were out this year, any teaching that has commentary on it, I definitely want you to um listen to those commentaries this year because there were some things that were given strategically to help raise us and so that we can reign with Christ ultimately, which because we know that this is the year that we reign in life through faith we and we we're understanding that this is a particular era of faith. So I going to talk about that today in a, in a teaching, a single teaching. I thought it was going to be a series, but the Lord told me it's going to be one part lesson, and He gave me a clear outline to help us with raising the stain. Hallelujah! And I believe as the as the people of God, we will we will embody such contra, uh, such courageous uh, teaching if we concentrate on the Lord. So raising the stain, amen. Of course, you know the foundation scripture is found in Psalms eleven three, and we're going to go through a various ones. But it says, if the foundations be destroyed, what will the righteous do? Let's pray and not delay. I want to get right into the teaching. Um, and uh pray that you take note. And those of you who have been waiting for me to give, Uh, Some form of endorsement I'm not going to endorse any candidate on this broadcast But I do believe that in this particular election that we are observing It's quite obvious who is the qualified candidate Um, And I think it's just a a travesty in the body of Christ The the seat of compromise that is going on due to rhetoric And so we're going to challenge that today And we're going to pray Um, Let's pray Father, we thank you and praise you for this day Knowing that this is the day that you have made me rejoice and i glad We do thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth Thank you for your blessed assurance I do lean and depend on that Holy Spirit as That is the educator and the guide to give me clear articulation of speech And deliberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God Holy Spirit, I say, have your way Do what only you can do anoint the people's ears to hear what the spirit has to say to the church, and, Father, in everything that shall be accomplished and revealed, you be glorified. For it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, there's something about being the church, the pillar and the ground of the truth. We are ground zero when it comes to truth and transformation and being transfigured. We are absolute power, absolute authority. We are absolute truth because of the Lord Jesus. And if we live, we live by the faith of the Son of God. It is the life of Jesus that fuels and and transforms us and and awakens us to what is attention, what is paramount, what is significant in the eyes of our Savior. It is what sustains us. It is the Holy Spirit that enables us to live the Christian life, that sustains us and makes us think with sovereignty. And as we become immune to his DNA, residing on the inside of our hearts by faith, we exercise our rights to exist as and his church. And being his church, alerts us to a a higher authority that is far superior than what we see with our natural eyes and what we perceive as circumstances. For through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which were seen are not made by things which do appear. Without faith it is impossible to please him because anyone that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. As we seek God, we become aware of his convictions. We become aware of what his characteristics are. And we become uh, conscious, conscious, consciously alive. Our spirit is thriving. Our soul is sound through the truth. Our soul is sound through the peace. That's the path of all understanding. Our soul is sound through the enlightenment that has exposed us to the life of God and how God's life thrives. It is God's life and God's nature and God's passion that gives us confidence to be the church. It is something about being the church. I know we're used to religious rhetoric and calling services and experiences that we we set aside time to, to collect ourselves collectively as a people, and we call that church, but that is not the church. The church is those that possess the revelation of who Jesus really is and how he really affects us. It's something about being the church. But the Church will never be the Church until we engage this this concept and this, this 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 reality of Christ being in us innate our DNA to live is Christ, and it's not until we embody who we really are what we really have, and what we really can do, so we will see a difference in the church having an effect over the world. And so the church is really the exercising of the authority of who Christ really is, the authoritative voice or body of Christ. We are members of the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. Christ is spirit. Those that worship God must worship him in spirit and truth, but we are the body of Christ. But the body of Christ can only be the body of Christ when we become aware of the power of the blood. So I want to give some good old, good old theology of the blood today because the blood, Still works And the blood will never Lose its power It reaches To the highest mountains And it flows To the lowest valleys The blood that gives me strength From day To day Will never lose its power But we got to do something That that songwriter said The blood that Jesus shed for us we got to look back on Calvary, way back on Calvary, the blood that gives us strength. So I want you to look at Calvary today. When you're looking at the storms of life, when you're looking at the current cultural trends and corruptions of this world, I want you to look back at Calvary and focus on the blood. So it is the scripture that depicts the power and the potential of the blood. Genesis 9 four, Leviticus 17 11 verse of uh, um, 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 indicate to us that life of the flesh is in the blood so the blood presents the life as a conscience Hebrews 9 12 through 14 says that the blood cleanses our conscience from dead works that we might serve the living God living being living sacrifices holy and acceptable unto God Hebrews 9.22 says that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Hebrews 13.12 says the blood causes us to be sanctified, ready for the master's use. 1 John uh, 1.7 says the blood of Jesus cleanses us not from some sins, but from all sins. So if the blood is life, And it cleanses our conscience. And without its shedding, there is no forgiveness. And it is that which separates us. The blood must work. Hallelujah. And so it also in 1 John 5, 8, it says that the spirit, the water, and the blood are in full agreement. This is the other depiction of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, which are all comprised in one. Of course, uh, um. The spirit being indicative of the spirit and Jesus being offering living water is an indication of the prophetic uh, state on his life. But the blood is the life that flows, that caused the water and the spirit to thrive because it's life in the blood. So not only does it remind us of our, our deity, God being our deity, but it also reminds us of the life and the eternal life and the eternal source of our deity. Romans three twenty five says that faith is fulfilled by the offering of the blood. And anytime you want to go to um uh to to uh to the, to learn uh, theology or what God thinks. A lot of the explanations are found in, in the book of Romans. So let's go to Romans chapter six and look at the theology. Glory to God of the blood. Hallelujah. Now this ain't my this ain't my my outline, but we're gonna get there before we end this lesson today. God has power, and see, till you learn the advantages of the blood. I never forget one time, sarcastically, an atheist um, who was religiously trained about the uh, as a as a young boy. I um, was. Um, was trying to make our religion or the the, 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 the practice of faith um, um, very gothic they say they didn't understand when they were a child how how often the blood um, um the blood was mentioned in the in the in the context of their development how it almost seemed gothic no, but in our sense, the blood is a sign of covenant, and of course in Western world. Of thinking there is a, a, a lack of conscious concerning covenant You don't just connect to people without a cut Without a sacrifice Without a, a sense of belonging to where there is nothing but death that do you part And that's why divorces are so easy And, 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 and immoral and ethical uh, lapses occur often in Western thinking Because there is no consciousness of the blood But the solution to Western thinking is the power of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Spirit testifies and reminds us of what Jesus did. Oh, glory to God. But in Romans chapter 6, 3 through 7, it says, listen, Shall we, well, it starts off in verse 1, it says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? But here's the theology. Know ye not that so many as of us who were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? This is covenant speaking. Therefore we were buried with him into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead, What was he raised from the dead through his blood by the glory of the Father? Even so, we should walk in the what newness of life. For if we then have been planted in together in the likeness of his death, shall we also be in the likeness of his resurrection? Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that is in the body that he might be destroyed, the body of sin. That henceforth we should not serve sin, for he that is dead is freed from sin. Hallelujah. Now if we it says now if we be dead with Christ, we also believe. Hallelujah. We believe that we shall live with him, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death have no dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let sin, therefore, no, um, therefore reign in your let let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body that ye may obey the lust thereof, neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those who are alive from the dead and are members of instruments of the righteousness of God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under the grace. So the blood awakens us to the life, and the potency that uh, that that causes us to raise ourselves So I'm telling you today when it comes to this election And when it comes to the cultural climates And the cultural uh, uh, condemnations that are taking place To raise the stain I'm telling you to remind yourself of what Jesus has set you free from He set you free from sin From the second death And from the senselessness of this world When I'm telling you to raise the stain, I'm telling you to raise your consciousness to the instrument of righteousness, who you are and in whom you serve. When I'm telling you to raise the stain, I'm telling you to let that cross be a conscious conscious reminder to you that if Christ be in you, he is the hope of glory. That if Christ be in you, you are the catalyst of change. If Christ be in you, you can do all things through him. I'm telling you to remind yourself of who you are and what you have and what you can do, and so I can go on and give you the origin of the blood in Exodus chapter twelve and Leviticus chapter fourteen. I already gave you the theology of the blood in Romans chapter six, and then I can give you the benefits of the blood in Hebrews chapter twelve twenty four, Colossians one twenty, and Ephesians one seven. But we are brought near. In Ephesians 2:13, by the blood, and we have access to God by faith in the blood. Glory to God. So my first point is is embrace the catalyst of the blood. Embrace the catalyst of the blood. See, the blood causes for us to for our convictions to arise, and there's, it's impossible to have a conviction consciousness. Of what's right and what's wrong, convictions always point to the sacrifices that were necessary for you to stand by what you know is right. Secondly, the blood causes us to to review, or causes us to to, to review the states of justice and equality, to renew it in our in our hearts, to look around the, us and say. See, remember you remember when when Cain slew Abel, the Bible says that the blood was crying in the ground. The blood is crying in the um the grounds today. Hallelujah. And remember I I I I did a lesson all the way that that um black lives do matter. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Glory to God. Um but but in in addition to that, we gotta look at the state of what's going on and and, and then appropriate the conscience and the conviction of the blood because the blood calls for conviction to arise and it causes for the states of justice and equality to be reviewed and renewed. But the blood also commands courageousness and courage to attain righteousness because it is the righteousness of God that's going to awaken the change to equality, the change of injustice, the change to it uh, of injustice to justice is going to be the 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 stem of righteousness caused that that's arisen through the consciousness of the blood to cause for greater convictions. The blood is the catalyst, but secondly, we have to have the call for a forward church movement, the call for a forward church movement. the church is fifty years behind the world today because we're conforming. Versus transforming, we're suggesting that 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 the world knows better than the the church. But if the world knew better than the church, God would not be implementing and, and reinforcing the prophetic utterances that He's declared over the earth through signs and wonders that are so visible today. Who do you serve? It is the the forward church movement occurs first of all when we just literate. You're amazing how many people don't pray, don't read the Bible, don't attend church. And that's because the church is not forward in their thinking. Forward church movement occurs when we're literate, but forward church movement also occurs when we get rid of rhetoric, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. It's a call for forward church movement. Forward church movement also occurs when we eject ad- ad- ignorance, racism, sexism, classism, um, all of these all of these isms and schisms that are separating us from the love of God that we have in Christ Jesus. And and, and this is this is why, because we are not thinking as the church, we're thinking as the world. We're setting up church structures like home structures. And the church is not called to be a house. It's called to be a forward movement, a thrusting of people alive and alerted in the gifts, transforming the world into the kingdom of our God. A world-dominating force where we engage hostily and take over, <coughs> take over the dictates of this world. So the forward movement church occurs when we are literate, when we reject rhetoric, and when we when we I saw when we get rid of rhetoric, and when we reject ignorance. Thirdly, and finally, my final point: the challenge um, is for the church to, uh, or the uh, the challenge is is for for us to challenge to buck systemic warfare. That's our challenge, to buck systemic warfare. Uh, systemic warfare is a strategic movement that the devil has created to sabotage the plans of God, but he cannot sabotage the plans of God because God's plans cannot be stopped. Um and it, and it is our defense of the truth, salvation, righteousness, the gospel of peace, prayers, and supplications, which is the arm of God, that, that enables us to see and recognize the strategies of the devil because we are not ignorant of his devices. See, see, I said that, that there are powers and principalities and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness and, 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 and evil days. Five elements to systemic warfare Because it's, it, it is Systemic warfare that is Ruled by princes to take away From the peace In the land False dictatorships Anti-kingdom tactics To distort purity and ethics It's spiritual warfare But it's only accomplished and over, It's only overpowered And overthrown by people Who have revelation Revelation of the truth So any system, now here's my point. Any system set up outside of God is satanic. And I want you to know that the American system that is set up as government is satanic in origin. It needs to be changed. So you should not align. Here is Avoid the sin of omission, but omit yourself from the world's ambition. Because any system set up outside of God's system is satanic. And all solutions to world dilemmas are only found in Christ. They're only found in Christ. We We got to challenge ourselves to buck against systemic warfare. Because that's what we see going on in the world today. Here are five things I want you to consider. First of all, I want you to consider your convictions. I want you to centralize the cross in your conscience. I want you to create space for the Holy Spirit to deal with your personal contradictions because that's what's taking place in the world today. When preachers are endorsing candidates versus endorsing Christ and, and, and allowing people to come to conclusions based on their relationship with the Holy Spirit that convicts them to righteousness, that convicts them from sin, that causes them to raise the To Do you get what I'm saying? We're we we, we we're going up there trying to get on sides and, and side with the world And who's, who's better to govern the world The world is not the solution I can't get on one candidate's side or the other candidate's side And say that we know clearly in this particular election Who's the better candidate You only got to be a fool in order to, to endorse one of the stupid candidates out here And yes, you're a fool if you endorse a rapist and, and someone accused of such, and, and not even he's not even accused; he's saying it out of his mouth. But even in the midst of that, we as preachers don't have the right to suggest who people should vote for. We're, we're representative of God's platform, and God's platform cannot re, reproduce, re, um, reduce to systemic warfare that is set to be eradicated through Christ. So we got to create space for the Holy Spirit to deal with our personal contradictions, because many of us today don't even know why we believe what we believe and how to stand up for what is right and know what is right. And there's no way you can say, I stand for God, and you, and you suggest that one of these platforms conveys righteous agenda, neither one of them. To to, to convey righteous agenda They're both corrupt They're both satanic And we all need Jesus Hallelujah And then you got to challenge religious rhetoric Because see the traditions of men Make the word of God of what? None effect We got to stop just talking like we are a church And be the church And care less And Christ more That's my final point We got to care less And Christ more Christ is the catalyst in which we raise the stain, and Christ is the answer for the world today. Amen, amen, and amen again. You know, this season and this time that we're in, we are being forced to really learn to be not of this world, to be not conformed. To be not complacent But ultimately we're going to have to contend for the faith Which was delivered us Because this time is pushing us Whether we like it or not It's pushing us To resolve who we really are If we're going to be the church We're going to have to raise the stain I trust that whatever you set your hands to do You will do because greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. Be the church today. That's my prayer for you in Jesus' name, that you will arise to the call to be the church, that you stop playing games with with the, the ways of this world and come out and be separate and touch not the unclean thing, grace and courageousness in these times. Stand up and take your place in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.